Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Good day, everybody. Today is Monday, October 17th, 2022. This is episode number 75 of Crypto Chat with Chapo. Checking in today on this very chilly Midwestern day for me. Um, usually we don't uh, hit the snow, um, you know, typically it isn't until sometime in November, end of November, sometimes early a, a light dusting. Uh, there has been a few uh, predicted forecasts of some light snow, but I haven't seen anything yet, but it is dang cold and I'm not a huge fan of the cold. It's in the 30s and it's windy out there, so, you know, it, it's not my favorite weather conditions, but it is what it is. We can't control the weather that I'm aware of, and although some conspiracy theorists would uh, say that that we can, but anyway, so I'm happy to be here uh, chatting with here on on the 75th episode of my podcast today. I was going to go back and talk a little bit more about Arbitrum because as I the, the the more I look into it, the more I really like what's happening on the protocol, and I really do believe that. Uh, you are early if you are, you know, exploring the ecosystem. And I did want to talk a little bit more about just making sure that you position yourself for the airdrop. I did another episode on that. If you want to look back through, you can find that. But I'm going to talk about what you should be doing uh, to make sure in the event that there is going to be an Arbitrum airdrop of the token, which nothing is officially confirmed as of yet. So I uh, wanted to look at <clears throat> excuse me, the overall market prices and market action for the day. Uh, in the last 24 hours, we're looking on CoinGecko at about a 2% uh, positive growth. Yeah, it's trading at 19.133. Ethereum's up 3% in the 24-hour period, uh, 12.96. Uh, BNB still number five. At 269, up 1.6%. Cardano up 1.8%, but still trading trading at that 36 cent mark, which um, you know is not not the best if you're a Cardano holder, especially if you came in later um, in the bull run where you know people were talking about it, and maybe <clears throat> that was when it was around a dollar or whatever. So you, you're down pretty good from there, but we'll see how their marketing holds up. Solana also um, in <clears throat> a uh, little bit of a bump at 3.4% trading at 30, 31. Doge still almost not, it hasn't responded much at all in the markets. Trading at 5 cents, uh, it's almost 6, uh, 0.58, so it's close. And uh, Polygon's up 5%, 82%. I do think Polygon is making a lot of traction. And I think I probably mentioned it before. I, I, I don't think 
in my user experience, it is super fast. Um, I don't get the quite the clean feel I get when I'm on Polygon compared to <clears throat> Optimism and Arbitrum. And uh, I think those two protocols seem a little bit more responsive and, I don't know, just smoother to me. And, you know, it's just my, my impression. You're w welcome to draw issue with that. Avalanche up 3%, but still trading at 15.78. <clears throat> I did come across something interesting on Twitter when I, I made some comment about this NFT that someone bought on Avalanche, which one was just a, one of the ugliest NFTs I've seen in quite some time. And, and it gave me a sort of a visceral reaction because uh, I, I, just look up morphs, morphs, M-O-R-F-S, morphs on on Twitter or whatever. Uh, if you your Avalanche NFT market, I, I just didn't like them, and it went for an astounding to me, which was well over a hundred Avax, which is weird because I do follow the not as close as the other ones. I do follow Avalanche's NFTs. I keep an eye on them. I'm not. I have a couple of the earlier ones, but I, I'm, I don't follow it religiously. And I just don't see a lot of NFT action happening on Avalanche. So I just sort of retweeted, like, who buys this? And someone popped in onto the thread and basically said, um, you know, Avalanche is spoofing their NFT volume, which made me think, well, what do you mean? That's what I thought. But essentially, the, this person shared a couple graphs, which I really appreciate them trying to enlighten me on this, was uh, just essentially saying that, you know, their volume is dead. And the only people that are really trading, especially, are the people that are sort of own projects in the Avalanche ecosystem. I don't know if that's true, but... So this is what it was, wolfbot.eth, um, but his Twitter handle, his I assume it's a he, but it could be she, web3.com, at web3.com, and it says, you can't have massive NFT volume for one month and zero after. Also, uh, when they did have traffic, the fees on Avalanche were like $12. And so maybe this is a, a little bit of it is, is this, you know, this uh, tribalism between blockchains, which does happen from time to time. But then uh, Wolfbot then showed me a tweet from August 23rd, and basically it says, yeah, because absolutely no spoofing going on at Avalanche, and, and that's sarcasm. No fake sock puppet accounts, def no spoofed NFT trading volume. And then they show this chart where it does look like there was this huge spike in NFT volume, and then pff, I make that noise because it was like a deflating a balloon. No, nothing else is really... I'm happening. So then he also said, not many real buyers or users over there, all employees. And everything on Avalanche is spoof, especially Joe Pegs. So I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> I I don't know how true it is. I haven't bought an NFT on Avalanche for a couple months. Maybe in the summer I bought a Pixel Pop. I thought they were pretty cool. They were like, you know, 15 bucks, 18, 20 bucks, something like that. It was like an Avax. You know, and I picked it up just, just you know, just in case, fifteen bucks. 
who knows what it turns into uh, down the road. So I know that the the, the NFT volumes typically overall are, are very down. But when you look on the other networks, there seems to be action. Definitely some action on Ethereum for sure. And I see some action on Arbitrum. Also a little on Near. There's not a ton being traded. A little on Optimism as well. Um, but I'm going to focus talking about Arbitrum again. You know, I am just really enjoying learning what Arbitrum has to offer. And there's so many different protocols and so much going on over there. I went over to Treasure. I talked about Treasure yesterday, which I, I'm still very bullish on. But I want to do a quick review on Arbitrum airdrop. So if you go to guild.xyz Arbitrum, you're going to see the list of things that you need to do in order to position position yourself in the event in, this is a caveat, if it does happen, for a Arbitrum airdrop. So first one, and there's not many to do, and it's easy to do, it's cheap, I've already talked about this before, but I'll go over it again. So, uh, Treasure Farm, which I talked about Magic yesterday, hold at least .001 Magic, which is virtually nothing. I mean, one Magic is 34 cents, so, I mean, we're talking, you know, pennies to do that. Or you could hold a small brain NFT, and those, the cheapest one you could probably get is $500 on one of those. Or own a small bodies NFT, which I don't think those are very expensive. I'm going to go, go ahead and up and pull up Treasure just to see the treasure collection on the marketplace. So we're looking for, did I just, I just lost my page. Why did I do that? Sorry about that. I, I, I dumped on my page there when I was trying to, oh geez, I can't even spell. When I was trying to go over to treasure to take a look at treasure, LOL, there we go. To look at the small brains. Oh geez, I'm just really not on top of it today with my keyboard, here we go. Man, sorry about that. So I'm going to search for the collection and the small bodies NFT. I know some of these were not that expensive. And of course, you know, you you tend to want to have the, the best one, which would be the small brains one. And $500 entry there, which is a lot, yes. However... I don't think in the grand scheme of things down the road it's going to be a lot. You would have. I have a feeling, I, myself included, because I I'm, I haven't decided to buy a small brain yet. I already have a small brain. Okay, ha, ha joke, joke, dad joke, whatever. The it could be, you know, even if if the price, if the number of magic doesn't change, the price of magic feels like almost a guarantee that it's going to come back to its all-time high at six dollars so so let's say you spend you know a thousand magic right now to get a nft and then six months from a year to now you it's you sell your nft for a thousand magic and magic is now six dollars i mean you you get the picture that there's a profit there all right so back to the small bodies which was one of the steps in the the other in the airdrop um, you know a small body is going to cost you uh, the floor on that is okay 398 
magic, which, you know, is, what is that, 398, 398 plus times, oh my gosh, my brain today. You ever have those days where your brain just uh, doesn't want to be the brain that you know it can be? Well, I'm having one of those. So around $143-ish. I'm still not super cheap, but my, I would speculate, and this is all speculation, that having these also will increase the size of your airdrop in the event that it happens. Once again, pure speculation. But that would encourage me definitely to to invest some more money then. So then, and you have to also then complete at least one Odyssey task. And to do the Odyssey, most of those tasks have already happened. But what you can do is you can pick up one of the NFTs that was associated with that task to sort of check this one off. And I think I got mine for maybe a dollar something absurd i just went to one of the nft sites and looked up the i looked up what the odyssey task was and the the associated nft and i just bought the nft and then the next one is to be a link marine hold at least 0.001 link easy to do all these things are easy to do uh, gmx to hold at least 0.001 gmx or hold at least 0.001 fs glp so farming some tokens the first one is to own a blue blueberry club NFT. So I don't know if the, these are on this. I'm going to go ahead and look on the Trove marketplace. So it's a blueberry lab and a blueberry club. Whoops, there we go. Click the wrong button. And I thought I looked at these before, but I don't remember. GMX blue, blueberry club. So these seems to be, these are in ETH and not in not in magic so the the floor on one of these is 0.44 ETH so those are pretty salty as well you know quite you know around $500 ish a little bit more depending on which one you pick up so it is much easier just to go ahead and pick up GMX because you don't have to 0 0.001 hardly anything then also the next step is to uh, be hold at least 0 0.000 DPX on Dopex and, or hold lowest point zero 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 one RDPX and and trading this is easy. The first step is to own a diamond PP PP. Why do I say PP? It's Pepe. Own a diamond Pepe NFT and those I have been eyeballing those, but those seemed a little bit to be a little bit expensive in in my estimation. Um, but they are pretty. A lot of people are talking about them. The floor, okay, the floor for diamond Pepe. Generation one is two and a half ETH. Now that is a salty NFT for a lot of people, myself included. So <clears throat> that one I probably wouldn't want to do. I still think you can mint them, actually. Which, let's see here. I don't even know. I thought they were still mintable, and they had an interesting way to do it. I, maybe I'll go into that to another time rather than talk about it now. So then, live peer. Hold at least 0 0.001 of live peer, and then Umami Farm. Hold at least 0 0.001 of Umami. Hold uh, 0 0.001 of Jones on the Jones DAO. Spirex Fam. Hold at least 0 0.01 Spa. Uh, Mycelium Fam. Hold at least 0 0.01 MYC. 
Same thing for Plutus Dow 0 0.001. And then hop on the hop protocol, they ask you to hold at least they they have you holding LP on hop protocol. So <clears throat> 0 0.001 of hop LP ETH or USD or USDC. Hold some Vesta at 0 0.001. Same thing with uh, Synapse 0 0.001. RB Squad. All you have to do for that one is to put the hearts in your in your Twitter name next to your Twitter name. It's super easy to do. It's a two hearts, a blue heart and a orange. I say it's orange. Could be red. So you can do that. Uh, and then Glean Fam hold 0 0.001 of DBL and then 0 0.01 of Brink from Brink Finance and then hold a little bit of point. 001 of elk so super easy to do and it sounds like a lot it is a little time consuming but it's easy to do you know moving your a little bit of eth over to arbitrum and then hitting one each one of these protocols and interacting with them one good practice to to get to know the ecosystem and two if 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 they do have that airdrop boy let me tell you it could be worth uh, big dollars potentially so I'm excited about it I think that that Arbitrum and I'm, I've said this frequently now really is the protocol to be learning about right now I mean I don't think you can go wrong doing that okay that's been uh, today's episode with Crypto Chat with Chapo for October 17th 2022 make sure you're being in the present moment today enjoy some time outside even if it's cold like it is in the Midwest and kind of nasty out there's still beautiful things happening outside, and I encourage you to go find those and disconnect from electronics and just be present. Be present in the moment. Try to forget about your problems and only focus on what's right in front of you. Have an incredible day. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.